What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Warning Track Talk with Dave and Dave. Uh, so, it was a miserable day for the Phillies yesterday, Dave. The Blue Jays won 9 to nothing. Uh, nobody really clicked in the lineup, and um, pitching was not uh, not the sharpest. What do you What do you take from yesterday's loss? Yeah, yesterday's loss was uh, just it was a horrible game, really, for the Phillies offensively and, and defensively, and. Yeah, it was just, like I said, an overall bad game. Uh, the hits weren't there. I believe the Phillies were no hit into the sixth inning. I think I even got a notification um, that was a no hit or alert. MLB gives you that. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was it was six innings of no hit. It was either five, six, maybe it was even seven. But uh, the Phillies eventually do get on the board with a hit. But it was just a bad game. Uh, agreed. And so uh, the Phillies kind of reversed it. Today, I guess, reversed their fortunes, uh, defeating the Yankees in a 3-1 to victory. And um, we have some notables right here, Dave. Uh, do you want to go over some of the notables? Yeah, so I mean, there was a couple of good signs for the Phillies today. Uh, first of all, they win against the Yankees 3-1. to And it was so good because I was telling Dave this before the podcast, but there was a point in time where, well, really throughout the whole game, where you heard Yankees fans cheering in the background and, you know, it gives me good joy to see that, you know, Yankees fans, even though it's only a spring training game that they do lose because they were cocky, of course. They're New York Yankees fans. So, I mean, what do you expect? But the Phillies, they win today 3-1. to one. Mikey Matuk hit a solo home run, um, which was a bright spot. He continues to impress me. Uh, what's your opinion on Mikey Matuk, and do you think he, he plays into the bench uh, role, Dave? Well, um, from what I saw from Mikey Matuk today, um, I mean, we know that he's got some power in the bat, and even though it's not like, you know, prevalent power, it's not uh, powerhouse kind of stuff, but um, I think Matuk plays a legitimate role uh, for a bench piece for the Phillies, and I think, you know, if we get bit by the injury bug like we did last year, uh, Matuk could definitely play a more important role on the 2020 squad, um, but he seems like one of those guys that can contribute uh, when you need him, so... Uh, he, he looks pretty defensively sound as well, and I wanted to bring that up. Uh, he seems like he has a, a, an okay arm. I've seen him make a couple throws today, uh, notably uh, throw to third base uh, towards the middle of the game. I kind of forget uh, what inning it was, but um, yeah, Matsuk doesn't look too bad, and especially this spring, he, he's showing that he can be uh, a somewhat dependable player for the Phillies if they need him on the bench. Yeah. Well, Bryce Harper, he was 3-for-3 three three today. Another good day out of him. He had a uh, double in this one. Uh, I did not see the double because I was in school, and, you know, sometimes it's hard to get stuff for spring training in terms of videos. I'll have to go back and watch it. But, Dave, I believe you saw the double. Is that correct? Uh, no, I was not able to catch the double, unfortunately. But, um, I mean, looking at the line, 3-for-3 three three with a double today, I'll take it any day of the week. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, um, no, if you, if you want to talk about Bryce's hot streak this spring, I mean, he, he has a 500 average with a, with a 1.820 OPS, and that's crazy. I mean, just talking about how hot Bryce has been this uh, spring, and I mean, yeah, it's it's minor league pitching uh, most of the time, but I mean, this is good for Bryce Harper. You know, he's coming off a year where he hit 260 last year, and he had a pretty good power year last year, you know, in terms of power numbers, but... Um, no, Bryce is looking excellent this spring, and hopefully that translates to a pretty good regular season, Dave. You know what I, I will say is, is you know, in terms of everything that, you know, going on with spring training, uh, and now you're talking about minor league pitching, the um, whole thing with Bryce and minor league pitching uh, really comes down to, you know, when you look at it, is 
most of the game, he's facing major league pitching. You know, he's facing guys like J.A. Happ or, you know, stuff like that. So not all of the pitchers and pitchers that Bryce has seen, in fact, the majority of them are against, uh, you know, back-of-the-end rotation guys for the Yankees or for any other team. So he's facing major league pitching. But, yeah, like you said, the numbers are a little bit high because of the minor league pitching. But if Bryce can do even – somewhat of this in the regular season he could return to minor league form or sorry mvp form is what i should say <laughs> uh yeah uh bryce harper i mean of course philadelphia has some high expectations for bryce harper you know and i and i think that's year in and year out since he signed that 13 year 330 million dollar contract but um yeah Bryce can definitely hit, and we know that and we saw that last year in the clutchest moments when the phillies needed him um, but uh, yeah, having to face number five guys in minor league pitchers, I feel like uh, Bryce yeah. is definitely capable of being able to hit that sort of pitching. And I think that's why Bryce's numbers are so high. But Bryce also looks pretty locked in, you know, and I saw some counts today where uh, Bryce got, was behind in the count and then he worked his way back into it. And um, that's that's pretty cool to see from Bryce Harper, you know, especially since uh, he's so locked in and. I don't know. It just seems like Bryce could have a better season this year. I don't want to jinx anything, but uh, if he can really provide for us in the lineup with an even better season than what he had, uh, that's only going to contribute to the uh, offense that continues to look uh, pretty good this spring. Well, Christian Bethencourt, who is a um, catcher, well, backup catcher, I guess he's in that role competing for the backup catcher job with Andrew Knapp. And um, Debbie Grulione, who was sent down, which we'll talk about later on in the podcast. But Bethencourt had a two-run home run in the eighth today. He now has three home runs on the spring and batting 257 with an OPS of 1,160. What's your opinion on Bethencourt? And do you think he plays a factor you know, later on in the season when the rosters expand even more than they will be on opening day this season? Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be one of those factors that um, that really helps. I mean, it, it really creates a lot of competition, you know, between Andrew Knapp, you got Bethencourt, um, Raphael Marchand. So, I mean, you have these guys, and then you got Debbie Grulion. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, Grulion <clears throat> was sent down, but... You know, these kind of things happen, and I think uh, maybe he needs a half a season to really uh, find his swing again a little bit in uh, AAA, but uh, that's fine. I mean, we have a lot of catchers with a lot of talent, it seems like, and uh, Christian Bethacord is uh, one of those guys, you know, and he's really showing this spring that he could be more than um, more than what he was, you know, when he was a Braves prospect, and hopefully uh, it comes to fruition where he's able to be that legitimate um backup catcher for JT Romuto. So uh, it's really nice to see the two-run home run uh, in the eighth inning. Well, today Aaron was supposed to start, but he had the flu today. Uh, he actually was, it was confirmed to start, I think it was 11 p.m. or 11 a.m. Eastern time. But as it came closer to the game, he was scratched with the flu. I mean, again, you know, understandable. But Ramon Russo, who is a prospect for the Phillies, I believe he got to double A last season. I'm not positive on that, but he made the start today. Won two innings with uh, two hits and one earned run. And from what I'm looking at his line and looking at his balls to strike ratio, it was a pretty good day for um, Ramon Russo. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, what, what I was watching of uh, Ramon, it, it seemed like his slider looked pretty good in the early innings. And I mean, one earned run against a Yankees lineup that's stacked with talent, I'll take it. You know, and it seems like, you know, oh, well, we'll just take anything. But no, these are the Yankees. They're a good team. And we went out and we and we won today. And I feel like uh, he definitely has uh, sort of a role in that, I guess. And um, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it any day. You can beat the Yankees and only give up one and run. And even though it's two innings pitched, I mean, anything can happen in spring training. And we, we've seen it happen. So uh, now to me, it was it was a pretty good start today. And yeah, uh, if you if you want to move on, I don't know if you want to move on, but I was going to talk about Reese's new batting stance. I just want to add one more thing there about Russo for those who uh, maybe never heard of him or maybe are kind of unfamiliar with him. He is a he's a 23 year old, so he's still young. Uh, he's a right handed pitcher, and last season um, he did play uh, in Reading, but he also played in Lehigh Valley. He had a pretty decent year in Reading, uh, but once he got up to AAA, he, he kind of hit a wall a little bit but he had a good start today and like you said Dave any day you beat the Yankees is is good so yeah I think it's uh, time to move on to talk about uh, Reese well actually uh, now um, I'm contradicting myself because uh, once he said that he went up to AAA and uh, he started to struggle I think that can be uh, attributed to the fact of the uh, different ball that you know you get when you go to AAA you know when you're when you're down in uh, a ball or double A, it's the uh, ball from I believe the 2018 season. But once you reach triple uh, A and the majors, it's the 2019 ball. But the 2020 uh, baseball, from what I hear, is a little bit softer, and um, it just seems like you can uh, uh, the seams are higher, maybe a little bit more grip, a little bit more movement. So this might benefit pitchers a little bit more. And um, yeah, his slider seemed a little bit better today, so maybe that's attributed to the. Um, to the different baseball, but uh, definitely looks solid. But moving on to Reese's new batting stance and um, Joe Dillon kind of assisting Reese Hoskins in reinventing his batting stance. Dave, what do you think about this reinvention of uh, Reese's batting stance? I'm a big fan of Reese, as you know, and I'm also a big fan of Joe Dillon. Um, I think what he can do for this team going forward um, is impressive. I, I do. I, I like what he did with Washington last year where he took guys like Howie Kendrick who, you know, thought or we all thought were on the back end of their career and here he injects some life into them, some some extra life. And so I'm excited to see what Joe Dillon can do and especially with Reese, you know, a guy who has we talked about this yesterday too. I feel like in every podcast we're always like we talked about this yesterday. We talked but we did. So go back and listen to those podcasts. But you know, we were talking about yesterday how Reese has that untapped potential. Yeah, and um, has that hopefully Dylan. What what were you saying? Said how Reese has that power, you know, to to have that 35, 40 home run plateau, and hopefully Joe Dylan can bring it out. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm hoping the same. Uh, it seems like Reese is having a pretty good spring. Uh, Reese is definitely hitting the ball hard and. I, I think, uh, you know, Reese was close to hitting some home runs and that translated into doubles, but uh, that's fine, you know, by me. I don't know about you, but he's hitting the ball hard when he makes contact and uh, he's putting up quality at bats. So I, I think when it comes to Reese Hoskins, it's better than what it was in the second half of 2019. So um, it's, it's definitely an improvement. 
and Joe Dillon, I think, has a plays a big part in that. But um, yeah, Reese Hoskins uh, only one home run this spring. I I'm pretty sure, right? I, I'm correct on that. But um, my main question was: Do you think that he hits more home runs before spring training is over, or do you think? That uh, Reese Hoskins' batting stance is kind of just translating to line drives since his hands are lower. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't agree more, really. Um, you know, only one home run for Reese this spring. I mean, really, do you think he hits more before spring training is over? I personally think so. Uh, yeah, I could see him hitting at least two more. And, you know, I think Reese... Um, he, he needs some time to adjust, especially versus live pitching with his batting stance. And I think he's uh, got, gotten the time to do that over the past few weeks. <clears throat> and it's going to pay big dividends um, being able to actually have a batting stance to work on in spring training, to be able to go into the regular season and um, be able to know what it's like with that new batting stance uh, facing live pitching. Really, um, I guess a good comparison to that would be like... Uh, like getting a new a new glove, you know, and really having to break it in so that you can really work with it, you know. So um, but that, that would be my comparison. But um, I think what we would all like to see out of Reese is maybe a 2018 Reese Hoskins or maybe even a little bit better. Um, but the, those are the Philadelphia expectations, Dave. Am I right? Yeah, well, I mean, Reese in 2018, he had a 246 batting average. Which, looking back at it, you kind of thought it was more, but the team kind of collapsed towards the end of 2018, so you really can't blame him. Uh, he had 34 home runs, 96 RBIs. He did have 150 strikeouts um, in 2018. And in 2019, he cut that number back a little bit. Uh, sorry, added to that number a little bit, my bad, with 173 strikeouts in 2019. But the strikeouts were still there in 2018. You want to eliminate the strikeouts. But Reese had more walks last season, but in 2018 at 87 walks. So my question for you is, of course, we know that Reese has the untapped potential, the power. Would you rather have the more strikeout part of Reese and the more power part of Reese? Or would you rather have the less power out of Reese but a higher average Reese in terms of more doubled, um, you know, more of kind of approach hitting rather than, you know, the the walk strikeout approach, you know? Well, I mean, in terms of the way that they uh, swung the bat last year, they the entire lineup seemed like they really uh, tried to get deep into counts and that translated to a lot more strikeouts. And I think um, if Reese can get away from that and if he does hit some line drives to the gap, I mean, that's going to score some runs. I, I mean, I, I hear from plenty of different people, even from my grandfather, that um, that just hitting singles can score runs. You know, if you have a guy in scoring position, hitting a single can score that run. Um, <clears throat> if the guy's quick enough, of course. But, I mean, Reese seems like he's hitting the ball hard, like I said. And um, being able to do that and drive it to the gap to drive home runs, I think that's uh, going to play a bigger part than trying to do more and try and walk more and hit for more power. And I think this batting stance that he's adopted is really going to help him to be able to make that harder contact and get to more pitches in the zone and just be able to square up more balls and get more hits. So uh, hopefully we see that come the regular season. I, I completely agree. I think that Joe Girardi and Joe Dillon and the different approach plays into that. Similar how yesterday we were talking about how Chris Young 
plays an effect for pitchers. I think that's the same way. But um, as we were talking about in a few other podcasts, on the weekdays, they're going to be a little bit more condensed podcast in terms of shorter ones. Uh, so uh, a couple more notes that we just want to add in today. Aaron Nola was named as the opening day starter um, on March 26th against Miami. So that should be exciting uh, for him. He gets his third straight uh, opening day start. So I'm excited to watch that. I was just going to say, um, Dave, you didn't see that coming, did you? But, you know, was, <laughs> I think you knew that. But you know, it's, it's official. Um, and Debbie Gullion, as we talked about earlier, was sent down. A few other guys were sent down. I, I don't think it was anybody notable, but that was the big name that I got off of that list on Twitter. Um, and tomorrow, the Phillies will play the Twins. They'll play the Twins at home um, at or at Spectrum Field in Clearwater. Um, and Zach Wheeler will get the start. It'll be his, his first start on the mound on TV. Um, and he does have a 0-0 record this spring with an 8.31 ERA, so it's a little bit high. But you can watch the game on TV tomorrow. So tune in to Zach Wheeler's uh, start tomorrow. It should be exciting. It should be a good one. And the Phillies continue to add to their numbers in the Grapefruit League. Um, checking the standings real quick, and the Phillies are up a full game um, on the Miami Marlins. Yeah, so, that's um, what I'm doing right now. I'm checking the standings. I'm trying to see where the uh, where the Twins at. They're 7-6 yeah. and six right now. Uh, they they actually have a negative four run differential and they um, lost two straight. So hopefully, Phillies have a plus twenty one run differential. Huh? Phillies have a plus twenty one run uh, run difference. I, I think that's amazing, considering yeah. considering considering the fact that you look at other teams who are good teams on the list that have good pitchers. You know, um, for instance. Um, you look at it, uh, who's on here? Like, St. Louis is plus 23. They're above. But you look at the Houston Astros, they have a plus five. They had to bring up the Astros. But really, I mean, the Phillies, they're impressive. I they're think their success. Yeah. No, I was going to say, the thing that kind of scares me a little bit is um, the runs allowed. They have 85 runs allowed this year. And um, a lot of other teams are, are, are kind of – you know, around the 70, 75, and we're, we're kind of up at 85. So, to me, that is a little bit concerning. Um, not too much since I, I know we have some minor league guys in there that are just trying to work yeah. on some stuff as well as our major league guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're at plus 21 right now. And if we can make up for that with our offense, then it's no big deal. We're 12-5 and five in spring. We're looking good. 706 win percentage. I'm not going to complain. Not only that, but... The Phillies also signed a lot of guys who are kind of either A, on the back end of their career, or B, are young guys that have that untapped potential. So they're trying to figure things out. There are new scenery with new teammates. I'm not too worried about that. If it comes to, you know, mid-April, late April, and we're still talking about how the Phillies are giving up a lot of runs, later than that, actually, you know, late May, early June, then I'll be a little bit concerned for this team going forward, but with the real guys on the real Major League roster, but... Really, I'm not. I'm not too upset. But it was a really good podcast um, today. I think we we discussed everything that we had on our list. Yeah, maybe uh, Brian Dave, Price can come in and save the day, Dave. Um, did you hear what I yeah, said? <laughs> I did. Used to talk about Brian Price. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's Superman. Yeah, but yeah, it was a really good podcast. Tomorrow we will try to get another one out for you guys. Tomorrow may be a little bit different. Uh, we're we're trying Discord for the second straight day. We may go back to a phone call for tomorrow. And like I said, the weekdays, you're going to be seeing some different content and some different times in terms of the length of the podcast. So 
stick with us. Uh, it will get more normal, but we're just testing this out. This was only our third episode. So any final word you want to say, Davey? Uh, it's up to you. I think that's pretty much for, for me and, and go Bills. Yeah, it's pretty much the same for me, but um, <clears throat> thank you everyone for listening to the podcast uh, once again. Uh, we appreciate the listens. Hopefully uh, they continue to shoot up and we continue to uh, put out more baseball content uh, on the Philadelphia Phillies. I know uh, we both really enjoy doing this and talking about the Phillies because, well, uh, we love the Phillies. And I yeah, think that shows. Great. But, um, yeah, thank you all for listening. And we will see. What, Dave? Before you, before you, I just yeah. want to have one more thing before you, before you end. We may eventually do a, a podcast here and there about baseball in general. So if you're coming upon this podcast and you know, you're searching up baseball on Spotify or Anchor or whatever, um, you when you look at it, you know, you may be saying, you know, whatever. But we will eventually, you know, probably do some baseball podcasts for the All-Star break, for whatever. So make sure that you hit that follow button, even if you're not a Phillies fan, and keep following us because we will eventually post some other baseball content. It's not going to be often, but you will see some other content from us in terms of baseball with MLB as a whole. I'm sure, you know, if there's more stuff comes out, I think in a couple of weeks, the Boston Red Sox cheating scandal will come out. So we may even talk about that in a podcast and wrap it with the Phillies. But you know, overall, you know, just uh, follow and, and it be a fun time. Uh, that's right. All right. Well, thank you for listening once again, and we will see you all in the next episode. 